0: Good morning. I just wanted to take a brief moment this morning to recognize um, our children and our adults who participated in our basketball season this uh, past from about November to just ended this past Saturday. Um, So we have several children who are here. If you played basketball, we had about half and half, half church members, half non-church members. But if you played basketball with us this season, if you want to stand, I also want to thank our coaches. We had wonderful volunteers this, season Um, Carolina Sims helped me with our kindergarten team our first grade first and second grade team was uh, coached by Jonathan Fraley I want to thank him our third and fifth grade team was coached by Scott Greer and Bradley Petrina and then our sixth and seventh grade team was coached by Robert Dempsey Blaine Dempsey until the baby came and then he (laughs) bowed out and and then Teresa Dempsey uh, did a lot to help with them and I just want to thank them I also want to thank Sam for opening up the gym three days a week for the teams to practice and also special thanks to, to Tom Katrina, and Jason spar who would always help on Wednesday nights get the little hoops up so that the little kids could have practice um, on Thursdays and so I just thank everybody who was a part of it this is a great opportunity for our church just want to tell you a little bit one great thing that came out of this our sixth and seventh grade team made up of kids that do not go to church here but they wanted to play so badly so they started coming on wednesday nights they would eat with us go practice basketball and joey started doing a devotion with them and when he had to transition to his ps101 class brad chandler and lee chastain stepped in and they've started doing a devotion with them and the boys they their season continues for a tournament this week but they want to keep coming and they want to keep being a part of it. And that's what one of the reasons we do this, so that we can help young people uh, not only learn about basketball, but learn about Jesus. So thank you for your support um, as for the recreation ministry of our church. Thank you.
1: much choir by the way yesterday was a special day because yesterday was my wife's birthday and it was a great day and uh, my pastor's wife said we had to sing happy birthday to her so arena could you just give me a G chord please just a G
2: happy birthday to you happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Carol. Happy birthday to you.
1: Thank you. Very much. Thank you, Arena, for that. That was great. And I think I have, I need to recognize the pastor's wife because she wanted to say something about your pastor.
0: <laughs> my husband said to tell you all good morning, and that he loves you, and that he misses you, and um, I told him that I would pass that on, he loves you very much, so do I, that's why I'm here at my church this morning. <laughs> so be praying for him today as he preaches this morning. Tonight, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night at Society Hill Baptist Church. And it's outside of Hartsville, I believe. So, appreciate your prayers. He's got a lot of traveling this week.
1: So, remember your pastor this week. Let's stand together as we join our voices to the Lord today. system today i have no idea what's causing that from the looks of the guys in the booth they have no idea either so as long as it beats along properly we'll be just fine we shared with you through email this week a new song always uh, by chris tomlin and we want to share that so sort of like mr darling says when you when you've got it just jump in and hang on it'll be fine
2: I believe you gave sight to the blind. I believe that the dead came to life. I believe.
1: Throughout all generations. And now, Lord, we yield ourselves to the hearing of your word. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good
3: morning. Good, good to see everybody here today at Poplar Springs Baptist Church. We hope that you've had a great time of worship. I know I have. I want to ask you to turn in your Bibles today to Hebrews chapter 12. I still feel like it's a new year. I feel like it's still the beginning of a new year. I've, uh, in this passage of Scripture, I cannot get away from I've been trying to get away from it because it's, 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 a, um, it's a familiar passage of Scripture. It's a, one you've probably heard many times before. But it also is a very practical passage of Scripture. And I hope that because of it it's, it's being practical, that you will take what we, we, we say here today and put it into practice. Okay? These are things that you need, we need to, to be able to be successful in our Christian walk or our Christian run. If you want to say it that way, you'll understand that more as we get into this passage of Scripture. But I, I want to ask you now to just please stand as we read this passage of Scripture, beginning in verse and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endures such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Let's pray together. Father, we humbly come before you today, Lord, and we thank you, Father, for this opportunity to be able to open your word as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm afraid, Father, there's many who are weary and many who are discouraged at this time. And, Father, it's time to run. It's to run by faith, trusting in you. And, Lord, many today need to come off the sidelines and get back into race. And I pray, Father, that this service, this message, Lord, that comes from you will motivate them, Father, to do that. Father, they may have. And, Father, that they will focus on your Son, Jesus Christ. And, Father, we'll praise you. Lord, hide be behind the cross. May Christ be high and lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but I'm one who likes, used to like to race. I still like to race. I don't race as fast as I used to, especially in the running process. So we turn to engines and things like that. One of my favorite things my family does on my birthday is that we go play putt-putt and then we go do go-karts. And go-karts become a, uh, a way of racing that we enjoy. And the old saying, if, it ain't, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing, is pretty much my my family believes in. If someone's not kicked off the course, um, we think it's a, not a good race. Uh, one of our family members is going to get knocked off the course. They're going to be pulled aside because we, when we race, we race to win. Okay, we believe in winning. Uh, we were raised that way, and we're as Christians. We race. We race to win. We win for Jesus Christ. I, I've realized there's many different races, different types of racing. This right here, you look at it. it I think it's talking about a, a marathon. You, you need to be in it for the long haul. Uh, I, I've run. I, I used to run myself. My son ran cross country at Burns for one season, and I enjoyed that. One of my favorite seasons of sports I've ever enjoyed was his cross country uh, running for Burns that year. Uh, but I enjoy running. I enjoy running because it's, you, you're dependent on one person, you. If you don't do it, it doesn't happen. You don't have to depend on a quarterback. You don't have to depend on a guard tackle beside of you. You don't have to depend on that wide receiver to catch the ball. If you don't do the work, you will know it when you get on the course. And as Christians, we are called to run. Now, in the running process, I've also learned this. We used to do this thing called mud runs. Have you ever heard of mud runs? Y'all know what a mud run is. Mud run is a group of people. Okay, probably at least four. Okay, you have to depend on each other, and you run through mud. It's cross-country. It's, uh, the military is involved. They scream at you. They call you things you haven't been called in a while, and it gets sort of dirty and everything like that. But at the end of it, we have like a 100 to 200 yards where we have to take one of our members and carry them on, uh, in one of the races, the one in, near Columbia, and carry them on a, on a gurney. And we'd carry them like this, so we made sure we had at least one light person to carry. And we'd have to carry them across the finish line. So we needed each other. There were times that we had, one time in my last mud run, I'll tell you that, we had to fit each of us through a tire. Tire. We had to shove us through a tire, and I was—I thought I was smarter than this, but I wasn't. I went first, and and we were we were racing, we were running with uh, uh, two groups, and both of them we, we were represent Michelin, and and so we had two groups of people. So I thought I was okay, but they shoved me through the tire, and there was nobody on the other end. So I went through the tire, and next thing I know, I've hit the, the ground. And, and this guy came up to me, and I was sort of complaining that they dropped me. And I call him Mr. Positive. Mr. Positive had never said a negative thing in his life. He looked down at me while I'm still on the ground. I said, why'd you drop me? He said, but we learned something. I said, but you dropped me. He said, that doesn't matter. I said, yes, it does matter. Okay? Racing. Sometimes you'd have to depend on others. And in this race, I think we don't need to depend on other people. We need to depend on each other. And we're going to get into that. In this passage of scripture, we see it starts off with the the first word of this uh, verse, verse one is therefore. If you know what therefore means, it means you need to remember what was said in the chapter before. What did they talk about? They talked about the heroes of faith, they talked about men like Abel. Abel was one who was willing to give the better sacrifice, the sacrifice of uh, the attitude of faith that was shown by Abel. Then Abraham, the man who was willing to leave the land of his father and follow God by faith to a country he'd never been before. There was Enoch who walked with God in faith. There was Noah who was willing to build a ship, a boat on dry land with no water around that could fit this boat that took faith. There was Moses, and, and, and you know exactly why did he, God used him to bring the Ten Commandments in and to be able to lead the people from slavery into the promised He almost got them into the promised land. All of this took faith, and all of this were examples. Now here, let me just say this. I don't believe, and I don't think this passage of Scripture says that these people are sitting here watching us today. They call them witnesses. That word "witness" actually means martyr. I don't want people watching me. Amen. Okay. Think about that. That's a little creepy. Amen. There's a whole commercial on television right now talking about that, um, about how much other people are watching us through these our cell phones and everything like that. I don't like that either. But I do believe this, and I think, and, and it's not that what I believe is what the scriptures says. These are people of examples of faith. That we should follow. Leon Morris said it this way. He said that these are uh, men who, and women who ran the, the, the race of faith. And they've handed the baton over to us to continue the race. We are those who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior are in the race. Now let me, un- let, now let me clarify the race just for a second. You're not racing to get to heaven. Amen. That's not what the race is all about. We're going to talk about what it's all about here in a minute, but I'm going to tell you what it's not right now. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, heaven is assured. You can have confidence knowing that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. This race is not to justify you. This race is to sanctify you. Does it make sense? If it doesn't make sense, come to PS101. Okay, because we talk all about justification, sanctification, and glorification. If those words mean absolutely nothing to you, you really need to come to PS One On One. Okay, because we talk about what what it means to be saved. Okay, we're not talking. This is not talking about being justified. When someone accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that's one who comes. Just as if they've not sinned before, they've, they've been placed in God's grace and His mercy and been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's a one time experience. Sanctification is a lifetime experience. That's the race. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you started the race. Somebody say, Amen. Okay, you need to understand that. If you don't know you're in a race, you know. Shannon and I, we we have a little disagreement in driving, okay? I tell her it's a race. She doesn't see the race. She doesn't understand the race. But, man, isn't it a race? Let's get to where we're going the fastest way possible. There's some women that believe that, too. Most. Good. Some do. But we can disagree and agree on, on that, but we can't about our spiritual race. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're in the race of faith. And God here gives us, through the writer of Hebrews, some, some tips on how to run this race okay, and be successful. The first is this, is found in verse 1, and it says, uh, We must first of all lay aside every hindrance. Verse 1 says, let us lay aside every weight and then the sin which so easily ensnares us. That word weight. You you see in runners who are running. Do they run in in, an overcoat, heavy jacket, uh, weights? You may train with weights. Some people might put a a, a big sweater on to sweat. Why are they trying to sweat? They're trying to sweat off weight. Okay? When you see those who are running the world records, those who are running in the Olympics, those who are running to win, clear off all the weight off their bodies. They normally have a flimsy, a flimsy T-shirt on, shorts, and, t- and, and, and shoes. And Shoes are important. Amen? How you protect your feet when you're running. But the physical race... But we need to lay aside all those things to run, be successful. You know, this weight is, is, is uh, this is the crazy thing about, it, they, he divides it up between weight and sin. So we know that, that the weight itself is not sin in the spiritual race that we're talking about. It's simply something which weighs us down. Something that might divert our attention, that saps our strength or dampens our enthusiasm for the things of God. If you're in a relationship right now that dampens your, rela- your your focus on God, that relationship is a weight and needs to be worked on, maybe discarded, maybe pushed aside. If there's a, a habit or a hobby that takes your attention off of God, that saps your, uh, your focus on God, then you need to discard it. Throw it away. It might be something good, but it's not the best. God wants the best. God wants you to run. Somebody say amen. God wants you to run. Understand that. Somebody said, I don't like running. We're not talking physical running. We're talking spiritual running, and you have no choice if you're a born-again believer. You're born, to, you're born again to run, and you got to run this so... The writer of Hebrews and God is encouraging us to get rid of all the things that might hinder us from crossing the line and being successful today. Some of us spend too much time on frivolous things and they are weighing us down, spiritually speaking. I'm not going to say mine, but you know what yours is. You know what you spend your time on doing. Are those things honoring God? Are those things helping you run the race that God has set before you? If not, I encourage you, put them aside. They may not, you may you might say, Joey, they're not bad. These are not bad things. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the best. When, you, when, you're, ex, when you're disciplining yourself and you to run, you have to choose between the better and the best. Sometimes your diet, you sit there and sometimes I, I want to eat all the chocolate and everything like that. But if I'm going to run a race, I realize I need the chicken and I need the rice and I need the vegetables and things like that to help me be the best I can be. And we need to put aside those things, even though they're good, they may not be the best. But the other thing is this. We need to set aside the sin. Even And this is more significant that, that hinders us from living the Christian life, and, and, and running the race that God has called us to do. If you notice here, the word sin here is a definite article, and he seems to be referring to the specific sins each of us individually are most likely to commit. So this is where it stings us all, okay? Because my sin, my temptation, is not your temptation, right? What, but what tempts you what you're easily gets gets caught in by sin, God is telling you to put that aside. He'll help you, amen? We're not alone. We're like that team of um, mud runners. We're that help each other. God's here to help us. And He'll give us, through His Holy Spirit, as more than conquerors, He'll give us the strength to be overcomers. But we're to strip off and, and leave these things off so that we can run the race that has so set before us. The second thing we must do, and this is important, and I want to talk to all inti- those who are retirees. Okay, I'm, I'm, I want to talk to everybody, but in, I, I really want to talk to those who think they can retire. We must endure. Some people get older and they they feel like they can give up. You better not give up. I encourage you, don't give up. Um, I'm a chaplain, and uh, this week in particular was one of my busiest, first week of the month is always my busiest week, and I dealt with a lot of people who are about to retire. They're some of the happiest people I meet, people who are about to retire. You, you, talk, you talk about work, they talk about retirement. How many days? I tell you today. sometimes the hour on their retirement. Okay, let me tell you y'all, y'all know this you can retire from your job but you cannot retire from God okay It's important how we finish. Don't stop when the, when the, uh, when, when the goal is out there you know when you know when you reach your goal, right <laughs> Someone just said when you did I was going to say it nicer than that, <laughs> I just want y'all to know, <laughs> but it's the truth. I truly believe this, until God calls you home, this is my way of saying it, okay, until God calls you home, you're in the race. And we're going to talk about some things we need to do while we're racing, but the first thing we need to do, cast out all those things that might weigh us down those things that might hinder us, but also those sins that might hinder us. And we must run with endurance. I mean, we must run in a way that is steady, determined to keep on, even when you don't want to keep going. Now, let me tell you, in any race you that I've run, there are times I want to stop. There are times I want to give up. But you can't give up. And I'm going to encourage you today, don't give up. Run, run, run. You know, the rider's telling us it's time to run. Some of you today may be considering to coast, to pant, to get on the sidelines, but it's time to run. Some of you may be complaining about the conditions of the race. Lord, you just don't know how hard it is down here in this earth to run, but you know what? It's time to run. Some of you are out of shape spiritually. COVID has done a work on you. I'm talking to some who are li- watching us on, on, on video right now. They're so out of shape, they can't even come to church anymore, amen? This is be honest. You're not in shape if you can't come to church unless you're physically unable. Now, now, now those who are physically unable, I have all the respect in the world. I understand there's limits to this comment, but that's not who I'm talking to right now. And you know to whom I'm talking about is those who choose to stay home and not come together. We need each other. And I love the opportunities that we give our church members to watch it on on screen. And if you can't make it to this, that's the next best thing. Amen? But if you want to run like God wants you to run, you need to be together as brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to rub shoulders with each other. I'll be honest with you. Uh, our Tuesday m- uh, meetings that I have with the staff, uh, we that has helped me immeasurably to run the race. Meeting with the men, we meet. We have a group that's going to meet this this Thursday, I believe. No, next Thursday. The the fifth. Uh, oh, it's Valentine's Day. We're meeting at uh, Bojangles. And I rub shoulders with men and we open the Word of God and we talk about the Word of God and we strengthen each other. We strengthen our run. We strengthen our our focus and we need each other to run with endurance. Folks, it's time to run. It's time to stay focused. The writer is saying, if you're not a Christian, get in the race because you cannot win. If you don't enter the race. But if you are a Christian. You need to run with endurance. And don't give up. Run with endurance. The third thing that we must do. And this is really what I want to talk about. This is what I've been, God's been really working on me this year about. And that is this. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus. We must turn our eyes upon Him. Look what it says here in verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to deliberately turn our eyes to Jesus Christ. There's so many things today that want to distract our Our vision. I watch people today, and I would have never thought this twenty years ago, maybe even ten years ago, that people would walk around in public like this. Have you seen this? They walk around and they don't—they don't see nothing out here. They just see this little, this little screen. Right here, I was downtown uh, near the courthouse. I watched a person walk across the street, never looked up. I could have hit him. He would have never saw it. I thought about it. I actually thought about it. That would wake him up. He would never do it again. (laughs) Folks, look up. Look to Jesus, amen? We need to look to Him. Some of us are so clouded with our vision today. I'm wearing contacts right now. Okay, if I didn't have these on, you'd be a fuzz. I wouldn't not, you'd be a blur. Okay? I put these on so I can see. Some of us walk around in the fog on purpose. And we're we're not seeing what God has before us. And God is telling us today, look to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. He didn't tell you to look at Abraham. He didn't didn't list anybody that was on chapter 11. Amen? We are to study them. We are to learn from them. But we are to look to Jesus because he's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. He is the one that we are to model. He is the one that we are to live for. And he is the one who will give us the strength to do what he's called us to do. But it takes redirecting our vision to look to Him. Many of us today are discouraged and weary because we've taken our eyes off Jesus Christ. And it's time to get refocused. It's time to look and focus our attention on the object, the goal that is set before us, and that is Jesus Christ. How did you get saved? Think about it just for a second. Think about your salvation experience. I want you to know this message is truly for Christians, okay? Nonbelievers, I want you to get in the race. God wants you to get in the race, and we're going to give you an opportunity to get into the race. But this message is truly for believers today. How did you get saved? Did you not look to Jesus? Did you not look in the fullness of His face? Did you not place your faith and trust in Him? That's how you got saved. You you look to Jesus Christ and for His sacrifice that He made on the cross for your sins. And it was His blood that cleansed you from your unrighteousness. And because of that, He saved you through grace and mercy and the blood. But you had to turn your attention to Jesus Himself. And that's exactly what you must do today. Some of us looked at Jesus that one time and we said, That's enough. I'm saved. I'm good. And you checked it off the box, that little box. You checked it off the list and you moved on with your life. Folks, that's not Christianity. That's not saving grace. Saving grace changes you from that day on. And if you ever run, you realize running takes work. Not working for your salvation, you're working because you're saved. You see the difference? You understand this. Okay? I'm talking to every believer here today. This is God's expectation upon you. Okay? Because so many Christians today are way out of shape. Way out of shape. When was the last time you looked at Jesus unless you had a near death experience or you wanted something from him? You went to him as if you were Santa Claus or your parents. Folks, we need to get back to understanding what it truly means to follow Jesus Christ. And that means that we look to Him, not just when we want to, not just when we, we think we need to, we need to look at Him every day, every moment. I promise you, if you do this, when the rough times come and the rough times do come, you will be able to see Him clearer than you do When you don't, the old hymn says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. What is holding you back from looking to Jesus? What are you looking at today? What is your focus on? One of my favorite stories in the Bible is when the storm, uh, the disciples were in, in, the boat, and Jesus was walking on water. Um, in, in college, you, you, you basically had to pick between, are you a follower of Peter or Paul? And I was a Paul guy, but I really like what Peter did here, okay? Because Peter was see they, they saw this form coming, the storm was hitting, the boat was rocking up and around, and they see this something walking toward them, and I would have been scared, too, if I was in a boat, dark, storm, and something was approaching. Okay? They see this thing coming, and they started to realize that, hey, it's Jesus, and he's doing something crazy. He's walking on water. Okay? How many of you have said, Jesus, can I come out with you? Probably not many, but Peter did. Simon Peter said, God, can I come out and, and, and walk toward you? And he says, come on. So guess what Peter did? He got out of the boat. Many of us have never got out of the boat. But he took that step of what? Faith. What are we talking about? This faithful race, right? He took that step of faith, and guess what happened? Something supernatural happened. There's only two people I've read about that truly walked on water Jesus and Simon Peter. Why? Because Simon Peter had faith in who? Jesus. He had his eyes focused on Jesus Christ. And as long as he had his focus on Jesus Christ, guess what he could do? He could do what? Walk on water. That's impressive, amen? Have y'all ever tried to walk on water? How successful were you? Not very. Not Peter. Simon was able to Keep his focus on Jesus Christ. And because of that, he was walking toward Jesus. But what took place? The storm increased. And he took his eyes off Jesus. And guess what happened? He began to sink. What does that tell us? If you keep your eyes on Jesus, God can do supernatural things through. Some of you are, God's never used me. I said, where's your focus? Is it on yourself? Is, is your life all about you? Is it all about your family? Is it all about your career? Is it all about you feeling the blank? But if you put Jesus as your focus, I think you do even greater than walking on water. God can use you to do even greater than that. Because as you focus on him, he'll do great things through you. And you'll stand back and you'll wonder, how did, I do, how did God do that through me? You put yourself like, down the list because you realize you didn't do it. God did it. And so God is telling us, if you want to run the race, set aside those things that might hinder you, the sins, the, the things that might bog you down, run with endurance and focus on me. And then he says this, and this is what's fascinating. He said he begins to talk about in verse 3, For consider Jesus, not only look to Him, but consider Him who endured such hostility from sinners against Himself, lest ye become weary and discouraged in your souls. Let me give you my translation of that passage of Scripture. You think you got it bad? None of us has it as bad as Jesus did. Not one. He left glory and came down to earth. And when he died, he didn't die for his sins. He died for whose sins? Humanity's sin. Have you ever had to pay for your sins? I have. I've done something wrong before, and instantaneously there was judgment. Amen? How many of you have ever sped, got a ticket, don't, you don't have to raise your hand. No confessions here. But next thing you see, you get a, a blue light. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I love my wife. She's Shannon, best girl. We're riding down 26 one time, and I, I see this police officer on a motorcycle. I didn't know we had such a thing. I, I dream, I've been driving 26 since I'm, I, I've lived in Charleston a good bit of my life and I've back and forth family here in Spartanburg and so I've been 26 my whole life. I never saw a motorcycle policeman. Did that day though, and he was coming after me. So I said this. I said, "Y'all pray." I looked at my kids were in the back. They were young at the time. I said, "Y'all begin to pray that he don't, he'll go and pass me." My spiritual wife looked at me and says, I'm not wasting a prayer on that. You were speeding. <laughs> Woo! I knew I was about to get a ticket. <laughs> I knew right there. Whatever that officer said, I said, yes, sir, I was speeding. I was actually trying to get my daughter to a restroom because she said she, w- we were, she was little. and I was, That was my excuse, but I still shouldn't have been speeding. I understand that, and that's my fault. Not, uh, but uh, I, that, that sort of impressed me. Folks, none of us like paying for our own discretions, right? Jesus paid for all of our discretions, all humanities. You remember when he was in Gethsemane? What did he pray? Not my will, but yours, Father. His focus was on the right thing, and he sweated drops of blood. Think about that just for a second. I, su- I sweat like crazy. When I exercise, I sweat. I'm a sweater, okay? I've never got to the place of stress that I have blood coming out of my forehead. I can't understand, and there is this, that scientifically, there is a stress that t- is a stress that almost kill you, that you will begin to perspire blood out of your pores. Jesus was at that level of stress, and he's, and notice what it says here, because this is what's fascinating with this passage of Scripture. Uh, I want to jump back to verse 2. It, it says here that he's the author and finisher. This is looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy. Just stop right there. The joy. You know what the joy was? Read on. The joy that was set before him to endure Even when we suffer for Jesus, when we suffer for God, there's a joy that comes through. Maybe it's futuristic, but I truly believe there's something when we're suffering, even though it's intense, it's real, it's everything that everybody else goes through, but there's something about peace and assurance that you're doing what God's called you to do. Jesus was right smack in the center of Father's will, and there was joy knowing that he was pleasing the Father. Who do you have your eyes on today? Look to Jesus who is willing to endure the cross, who is willing to be sacrificed for your sins and mine, understanding that the goal that we have set before us is Christ's likeness So don't be surprised if you go through suffering. I'm not a television preacher, guys. I'm here to tell you the truth. Truth is, with Christianity comes suffering. If you go, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, you're wasting your breath. You should expect to suffer. If Jesus suffered, who am I? Look at it. Read your Bible. Read every person that we read about in the Bible. And If you don't see suffering take place, then why do you think they would pass you by? I used to be that way. Every time I was suffering, i go, why me, Lord? Why why is this happening to me? You know what finally it it occurred to me? And this was an eye-opening conversation with God. Why not you? Why not you? I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of the King. I have the Holy Spirit. I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. Why not you? You built for it. You're made for it. I just described you. Amen. I was saying it's me, but it's you if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So when you ha- when there's times of suffering, quit your asking why me and get busy staying focused on Jesus Christ. Because as you stay focused on Him, He will see you through this. Here's some practical things I would like to share with you if you would like to stay focused on Jesus Christ. First of all, stay in His Word. Stay in the Bible. Learn how to read the Bible. Learn what it's about. Don't just... uh, This past year, I decided I was going to read the Bible through, okay? Um, I use my phone. Y'all ever heard of U version? How many of you raise your hand? Do you know what U version is? Oh my goodness. If, if you don't have U version app on your phone, you need to put it in there. The U version app will give you plans how to read the Bible through. It'll give you all kind of translations. I'm partial to the ones I like. I like the New King James Translation. I like the English translation. English Standard Translation. I like the NIV. I like, uh, there's a number of translations I like. It has a lot of different translations, but it also has plans. And you can use your Bluetooth and play it on your phone instead of listening to the smuck that's on the radio or the apps that you're already listening to. You can listen to the Word of God. Amen. It's amazing how better I feel when I'm listening to the Word of God than when I'm listening to about what politics is taking place in this world today. Amen? I'm encouraging you, get into the Word of God. We have no excuse. Even if you can't read, even if you don't even like to read, you have no excuse. Because we have people who will read it to us on that app. Get into the Word of God. Stay on your knees. You know what that means? What does that mean? Pray. We like talking about prayer, but we need to pray. Talk to the Father. Talk to Him on a daily basis. Talk through, you have a, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. But He says, I am the way to God. You can talk to God through Jesus Christ. Surround yourself. Number three. Surround yourself with those who are running the same race. One thing you do in sports, I played football growing up. Um, Guess who I hung around? Football players. They were my best friends. I I'll be honest with you. There's guys I haven't seen in well, I'll just give you an example. This Christmas, I was over on the east side of town. I was looking at some Christmas stuff. I ran into one of my buddies. He was sitting in his truck. He sat there, I was on the phone talking to somebody else uh, sitting outside of, uh, a place I was shopping for Christmas for. And he sat there waited until I got off the phone. He sat there and waited. And then we talked for another hour and a half. I hadn't seen him in 20 years because we had a relationship playing sports together. Folks, we are running a race together. Amen. You're not alone. We're here to help each other. Do you know the issues that you have? We may not have the same issues, but we have our own issues. Amen? Some of us, I'm amazed, some of us have similar issues. If you have kids, correlate with those who are running that same race with you. Amen? Uh, I haven't met a, pers- a perfect child yet. Amen? They can be a pain in the neck, in the head. In the shoulders, in the heart, they can be pains, amen? But you love them, amen? Why not get around others who are going through the same thing and y'all all help each other stay focused on Jesus Christ as you're be parenting these kids that you have for a short period of time. We love them though, don't we? We love our kids. We love our grandkids. and But why not associate with those and realize that we need others to help us? Fourth thing, stay in church. That could correlate with number three, but this is I wanna uh, this is important. People are minimizing what church is. You need small groups. We need Sunday school classes. I thoroughly enjoy Sunday school, amen. If you love Sunday school, raise your hand. I do. You know why I love it? Because of you. Because of you. I could could stay home and study the Bible on my own. I get a lot out of that too, to be honest with you. Uh, I go go pretty heavy. But I love getting around others and studying the Word of God and and, and hearing what they have to say. And through worship, there's something about being here and, and singing praises unto the Lord with other people that keeps me focused on Jesus Christ. Serve one another. Serve. This past year we did soccer. That was part of my service to the Lord, serving Him. You know what? I've never played soccer in my life. I had every excuse under the sun not to coach soccer. But I had one thing that the reason I coached soccer, God told me. And I was able to come and serve with Brad, my arch enemy, my enemy right there. There he is. <laughs> Me and him, we, we helped each other out. And I got to rub shoulders with others. And we served God together playing soccer or coaching soccer. And every time I went out there, I would felt a, a, a great encouragement in my spirit because I was serving with other believers. Stay in church. Stay in fellowship with them. You know, one of the things, the byproducts of um, being a member of our church is that we have this thing called Right Now Media. Do you all know what Right Now Media is? Right Now Media is something that you, it's an app you can put on your phone, you can put on your television, and you get Bible studies 24-7. Yesterday I was studying for this passage today, and lo and behold, guess what? I heard right now, media. My wife was watching it on television. She was listening to Bible study. Here's the question, guys Are you running the race? Are you running? Some of you don't have hated this message because it sounds like exercise, right? Some people hate to exercise, but spiritually speaking, you have to exercise. I just gave you the exercises right there. You can turn your nose up to it, but let me tell you what will happen. First of all, when you're going through a difficult time, you'll start questioning God. You'll question Him. Instead of your faith growing, it will go. Here's a good way to say it. Instead of becoming better, you will become bitter. We don't need bitter Christians. I think that's an oxymoron. I don't think you really can be any. I mean, you can't be a faithful Christian and a bitter Christian. Only faithful Christians are better Christians. You know what one thing I've come to realize? God is still working on me. I haven't arrived yet. So you know what I'd quit doing? Acting like I have arrived. A lot of people walk around with their big Bibles. You think they never sinned in their lives. That's a lie in the pits of hell, amen? You know one thing I can say about this group right here? They all have sinned this week. You know what I can say about that group over there? They've done the same thing. This group over here, every one of these guys over here have sinned. Did y'all know that? You know, do you see those folks over there? You know, there's a, that's a rough group over there, right? They sit over on that side of the church, right? You know what they've done? All of them, not one, has passed this, have sinned against God. So why do we come here today? We come here today to celebrate that God has cleansed us from our sins. And because of that, we place our faith and trust in Him. And because of that, we can run the race. Quit making excuses if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I pray that today will be the day of salvation for you. It's time to get in the race. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have here today, Lord. There's some here today who've never run this race that we're talking about, and maybe it seems strange to them. And if it is and it's something they would like to talk about, I pray that they'll come forward today and let me, Set up a time that we can meet, and I can share even more about how they can place their faith and trust in you. But Father, this message today was for born again believers. Father, in in the thing that you kept telling me, Lord, you kept just repeating it. It's time to get in the race. It's time to start running. It's time to put aside those sins. Put aside those obstacles, those things that might be burdening me down. And you said that I must endure and turn my eyes toward you. And I pray, Father, that today that we will do that. Those who've taken their eyes off you, I pray that they'll come to this altar and repent. And, Father, that you will help them turn back to you and turn their focus to Jesus. And, Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. I ask you, please stand at this time.
2: All to Jesus I surrender.
3: I have some good news for you today. This is Braden Davis, and he has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. Uh, Amen. Give him, that wasn't too bad, was it? He came, he's been through PS 101 with his, his mom and stepfather, and uh, this past Wednesday night, we came, He came, Wednesday night, Zach and him came to church, and we sat there, and we talked about salvation, and he accepted Jesus as his lord and savior he came last week with his parents and he says do i have to do it again i said (laughs) i said really they just mentioned your mom and your stepfather as being baptized so they really just voted on those guys and so we really need to just vote on you and he was okay about coming again and so he came this time on his own And, and that's the way you have to come to jesus christ you don't come as a family you come as individuals right Amen. And so, not that this saved him, this is for church membership, I want you to understand that. But uh, you've accepted Jesus Christ, and next Sunday, we'll be seeing you get baptized, right? You, you're excited about that? If you'll um, pray for him and um, support him as a member here, would you say amen? Amen. 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 And we don't give him a chance to say nay to you, okay? <laughs> we, I don't. And so, that was 100% anyhow. And so, Come and give Braden a, a right hand of fellowship at the close of the service and um, just make him feel welcome into our church. But thank you all for allowing me to preach today. And we look forward to seeing what God has in store for him. He's got some announcements, I believe.
1: Wow, this is exciting. So next Sunday morning we will be, This next week's going to be a big day here. Don't miss it. Alan Harmon, I want you to come down here to me while you're <coughs> doing nothing but standing there. Um, but while um we're going to have a baptism next week. We have kids singing next week, the choir singing next week. We have our new pastor will be preaching his first official sermon next week. And then we're going to have a meal together. So don't forget that Barbara, there was a group text that went around about you and how many bananas would be needed for next <laughs> week, I'm just telling you. So um, I'll tell you the whole story later. But don't forget your food. We're going to be setting up over in the gym. So we want everybody to come. I just want you to come and dismiss us in prayer. Don't forget the the offering. Uh, the guys will be at the doors, the black boxes, and Ch- uh, Shannon will be out in front to uh, talk to you about PS 101. Since you didn't sing in the choir today, that's your
2: <laughs>
1: gift to the church. God bless you.
4: <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, <clears throat> we're so grateful for this day, and uh, Lord, for the opportunity that we can come, and and Lord, be reminded of your love for us, or to be reminded of the fact that you put together a perfect plan to redeem us unto you, and Father, we're grateful for that, we're grateful for what we've witnessed today, and Lord, for this young man coming to know you as Lord and Savior, and we thank you for that. We thank you, Father, for the efforts of, of all the people, uh, Lord, who, who commit to make this possible each and every Sunday. And, Lord, I ask your blessings upon this congregation of people. I pray, Father, that we, we come to know just, just how desperately you desire to know us. So be with us, Lord, as we leave here today. And I pray our lives, Lord, will. Bring you honor and glory this week and we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You'll want
1: to come around and share and